You are now tuning in to Let's Be Honest with host Just Jonda. Welcome to Let's Be Honest. I'm your host, Just Jonda, and tonight we are making sure to go on immediately after the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City episode 19 because there is so much going on. Um, This episode, episode 19, is called Cinco de Mayhem, but I am going to call it, Lisa said what? And we are going to have some of our favorites come on tonight. Riri is back. I know you all have missed her. Hope is probably going to pop in and maybe Missy as well. But everybody is coming on or at least popping in so that we can get into this. Riri, you here? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, my word. I mean, the way that episode ended, were you just sitting there? Like, we knew it was going to happen. But number one, I did not expect for them to play that for them to play the entire thing. Um, Whole entire hot mic. Yeah, no, I thought they were or I thought they were going to give us a tease this week and carry it into next week. No, they gave it all just not the whole thing because it was wow. And I mean, come on, you can't bleep that many F's and not and us not know what she's saying. And they didn't bleep whore at all. So, Not at all. <laughs> I mean, they were like, well, you know, we can't let everything go, but we're going to let that one go just so that everybody knows that you're talking about her just as uh, the Braxton mom uh, famously said, laying it low and spreading it wide. Spreading it wide. <laughs> so, I mean, she was so... Okay, we're going to work our way up to that because yes. we know that's a big moment. And don't worry about it, guys. We're not going to make you wait the way that they did in the episode because a lot of the stuff at the beginning, it, it was, I would say this, I think it was a well put together episode in yes. that uh, at first I was like, okay, they know we all want to get to the dinner at the end. Um, but I actually, I, I, I must admit, I kind of, I got to give some credit to the, the production on this one. I thought, well, in some ways, and I'm going to take away some uh, points from them a little bit later on, but at least in terms of how this, the flow of this episode, because things like that do happen, right? You go out, you have a decent day, especially when you have the group split up into groups of people who will get along as long as not everybody is there. Exactly. Um, you know, because they're with somebody who they are either trying to impress or want to be friends with or are actual friend-ish, um, or they're not. And the way that the group split up kind of worked because you had, for instance, let's start with the Meredith Jen, Meredith Jenny, I'm sorry, not Jen, Meredith Jenny and Mary group. Well, we know at least as of the filming, who knows in real time, but um, we know that at least at just going, not, not anything that's going on in real time now, if we have some time at the end, we'll get to that folks. But we know at least at that point, her and Mary were fine. So of course they're great to go together to the spa and the fact that Mary is a little quirky and wasn't going to take all of her clothes off and all of that, that didn't surprise me because, again, we're talking about somebody who wears, what, like, white tights with a Versace dress or something. So, like, whatever. Um, And I think, again, that's part of the whole, like, weird church thing. We sort of talked about that, right? It's clear that there's that kind of old-school 
sort of undercurrent with her church, like where the the women shouldn't wear pants type thing or whatever. That's the vibe I'm getting. Oh yes, when she, or when she wears a dress, she doesn't show bare legs. Still, she's in that. Well, exactly, because yeah. I mean, we saw that episode one with the horrible white tights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember season one, episode one? They had the party. Oh no, I keep on um, trying to unforget that. I just can't unforget exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, she. We know that she always wears like half the stuff in her closet as an outfit generally, but even if she isn't over, over golded, <laughs> like remember, uh, what is it? Um, I'm going to get you sucker uh, with the over gold, even if she's not over golded, but you know, with 5011 Chanel necklaces and all of that, those legs are always covered. I think, yes. have we seen her in slacks? I think we may have seen her in slacks. We've yes, seen her yeah. in slacks, but she's, yeah. I've seen her she's in a pantsuit. That's right. Yeah, and I remember she, seeing her wearing a pantsuit before too. And she, yeah, and she wore like a what was it like a Fendi sweatsuit or something like that. Some yes. designer uh, that she always wears badly because whatever designer she's wearing is probably you know someone that works for that design house is like no cringing, cringing exactly. But anyway, she uh, so that group was fine. Jenny went. We know that uh, even though there's the weird dynamic between Jenny and Mary, which we certainly got deeper into later, that notwithstanding, because Jenny was still in her mea culpa phase with Meredith, and in fairness, because Mary had apologized to her that morning, there was no reason for there to be any beef there because, of course, Jenny likes Meredith and Mary had just apologized. So that was a decent group to go out because they didn't have anybody else to instigate screwing up the truce between her and Mary, at least at that point. Um, Whitney and Jen going out, they always have a good time. They're both party girls at heart, so that's no biggie. Um, Heather and Lisa, Heather is so desperate to be loved that she was just happy even to be somewhere with Lisa. I mean, she, because... Well, she's been search seeking Lisa's approval since season one, episode one. And, and and that's just really what it boils down to, whether she wants to admit it or not. Like, when she, when she gets with Whitney, she gets a little bit of a battery in her back. So if she needs to give it to Lisa a little bit, she will. Because we know she's capable of it. But I think with Heather while she may be capable of giving that energy, I don't think she really wants to. If all, you know, all things being equal, Heather would prefer to be liked than have the um, the notoriety of um, being known as the bitch of the show or whatever, because she wants friends. In I think that's just her personality. Um, she wants to be liked. She wants approval. That's something she's clearly struggled with anyway, and certainly after leaving the Mormon church. And also, um, Heather, unlike several of her castmates, has gotten a taste of the fact that she doesn't have to be nasty to be popular because last season she came out of out of the season being very popular without having a negative um, a negative thing attached to her. So she doesn't really have to pull stunts and shows. No, not at all. Um, the way the rest of them do. Okay, I'm I'm gonna just pause a quick second before we continue because it just is just in my notes and it just bothered me last week. It still does this week. Why does Jen have glam? Um, because I I was saying that as I'm talking to the TV screen, like the screen can hear me. Um, when you're downsizing, when your mother is selling her bond to her pay for your defense, is selling self, her pension. Her, bond, her pension, pension, I mean. To pay for your defense, you're downgrading your home. And somebody you're probably had to put up a house because remember, the mother was selling the pension allegedly to pay for her defense, but 
somebody's uh, I'm sure there was a house or something that was probably put up or at least a loan taken against it for her bond because they wanted because her bond was a million, but they were willing to take 250,000. They wanted cash. They didn't want a surety bond from her. So somebody had to get 250 K cash. And we know that she wasn't making 250 K cash from the housewives because they uh, first season word on the streets, 2000. That's not, that doesn't sound out of line for first season out on a reality show and second season, 6,000, which is still a good amount of money, especially now that we see they are going to get at least 20 episodes out of this. Cause this was episode 19 and mm-hmm. it's not the finale. Now I have a feeling that next week may be because they, they are going to have a three part finale, but that's a whole other, I mean, um, uh, reunion, three part reunion, mm-hmm. which, you know, if, again, if we have time, we'll get into that. Cause I, I definitely have some thoughts about that, especially when we get to the Jen and Mary part. Okay, so anyway, let's move forward. So the ladies are at the spa. We already touched on Mary in her clothes. Yeah, you get a, a good chuckle out of that, but at the end of the day, it doesn't it doesn't shock me. Yeah, it's words worth mentioning. Step back from I mean, pull up to the mic just a pinch. We can hear you breathing. Okay. Okay. Now, can you hear that? That's better. Yeah, that's better. Okay. Okay. Now, um, I do agree especially when they were getting on the bus during that morning. Meredith got better during the day, but I tell you what, I got to agree. I can't remember who said it last episode. I think it was Jenny when she said, whatever Mary is taking, I mean, not Mary, Meredith is taking, she wants some of that. And I, I, now, you know, I've been saying that that for two seasons. I have been saying that for two seasons. I'm not sure if I want it because of the way it makes her voice extra whiny and slurry, but sometimes she does look like it's a good time because (laughs) she, I I feel like she needs, she might need to share it with Mary because the, uh, the snapshots I got of the screenshots I got of Mary with the faces she was making at that dinner table, Lord have mercy. Oh yeah, the face. Gosh. She's another facial person that makes those faces that makes you cringe. It's not the whole face; it's the eyes. It's all in the eyes with her. Um, and then when they showed Whitney drinking out of punch out, out, you know. And the thing is, you and I both know that bowl is it's it's not even a um, it's it's not even a cake thing. It's actually like a a high standing punch bowl because a lot of people use it when they make punch bowl cakes. cakes. And when mm-hmm. I saw Whitney drinking out of that, I said, "Now see, that's a good time right there." Um, <laughs> <laughs> now that was a, just a good time. Now, um, of course, when so we're gonna go to the different groups. Okay, so Whitney and Jen, nothing to say there. We know they're gonna have a good time. I mean, Whitney and Jen, unless they're in a fight, they're just a good time. They don't have exactly. to be best friends or anything. They're, Whitney's a good time. Jen is a good time. And if there's nothing that is pitting them against each other, there's a good time is had by all. So, you know, okay, fine. They went on ATV. Next. Um, Lisa and Heather, I think the most notable thing there is that um, Lisa ate it up when Heather was giving her exactly what she wanted, making her the victim, saying, telling her, telling her how for the first time she really saw what Lisa was talking about, about Meredith not having her back. And so this, this gave Lisa everything she could have possibly wanted. I mean, she was, Lisa was so in her judge from Heather saying that I wouldn't be surprised if it gave her a little rush in her nether reasons because Lisa, uh, Heather laid it on thick when she, uh, you know, said, I just, you know, she just doesn't understand. You've been there for her and whatever. And of course we know what is Lisa wanted, it, which is why she has found herself repeatedly in the middle of stuff. She wants to be the center of attention and be the center of the show. But at the same time, she also still wants to be the victim because she doesn't want to own what comes along with being in the center of of uh, of attention and trying to shadow produce because that is what she's been doing all season. Exactly. 
So Meredith, now this this has gotten on my nerves. I'm so now this is the one thing I did want to touch on that does take us into last week. And I think you and I talked about this a bit. Meredith still itching to Jenny about the whole telling Jen about the private investigator thing. I am probably one of the only people who was team Jenny when it came to that argument with Meredith and well, with all three of them, with um, with Meredith and Jen about Jenny telling um telling Jen Shaw that Meredith hired the private eye. And, and this is why. I think that there are two separate arguments to be had there and they, they conflated them into one and it wasn't fair. On the one hand, if you want to be annoyed with her about the mere fact that she went and had a conversation with Jen about the conversations that went on in Vail about her, that's fine. That's fair. She was not here. We talked about her behind her back and then you went and told her that we talked about her behind her back. Now, granted, that came out at the full lunch anyway. I mean, by now, Jen should know everybody talked about her behind her back. So it was kind of like, we're going here again. Okay, to me, that is a 100% separate issue from the argument about what she told her specifically that Meredith hired the private eye to investigate her. And this is why. Because when we as viewers saw that episode, the way that we saw it, and I, so I understood it the same way that, Jen, that Jen, Jenny did, is that Meredith, and again, it could be editing, but the way we saw it, was consistent with the way that Jen told the story. Jenny told the story, which is that Meredith brought up the whole private eye thing within the context of them talking about who? Jen. Meredith, at least in the way that we saw it, Meredith did the conversation was not about the fact that she had them all investigated. The conversation was about Jen Shaw being involved in shady-ish because they were talking. You remember, remember, this was all in the aftermath of the Homeland Security thing and that whole thing, right? They're at the dinner yes. table. And then Meredith starts telling like, well, I, you know, remember that's when Mary was like, yeah, I already knew she was shady, whatever, whatever. And then Meredith was like, yes. And then she runs down the whole thing about the private eye saying she was the one who probably did this and that and the third. And, um, and the whole situation about um, the whole situation about Jen's people stealing from her store, because that's when we, um, because that was when we found out. Because I think that wasn't the first time we found out about the private eye, but that was the first time that we found out that Meredith had previously told Heather about the private eye. There was no discussion, at least that we saw. That where Meredith said, well, the private eye told me that, you know, Jen was probably the one behind everything, but I had him investigate all of you. That conversation, that was never said. Now, that may have been said in cut, but that was never said as far as the audience saw. So if you go by what we saw, and if that conversation even if Meredith did say everybody was investigated, but the conversation came up within the context of them talking about Jen and her situation, I don't have a, a problem with Jenny when she was playing run tell that. If you're going to tell a story, then just tell, tell it. it all. Yes. She if said, gonna tell it, let's she, tell it all. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she said that she hired a private investigator to investigate you, and he found out this and that and the third and, and, and whatever about you. And, you know, the whole thing with the people, with your, your crew stealing from her. Notice Jen ain't addressed that crap. And you know that Jenny told her, because why would she tell her about the one part and not tell her about the whole thing? Exactly. So I, so I just thought that that was a little funky because you're acting, because you're still acting like Jenny was way out in left field 
and she wasn't. Even if you did tell them that you hide that the private investigator investigated all of them, ultimately the main person that everything centered around was Jen. So that's still the most important part of the story. Well, that's the reason why you brought it up. Which is what she told her. And yeah, you that's the reason why she brought it up. If Jen had never got investigated when y'all were in veil, would you just have randomly told everybody that you were having them investigated? No. It all came up within the within the context of you all talking about Jen's situation. In fact, had Jen not been arrested, she would have been sitting there with you. So you definitely wouldn't told everybody. So anyway, I know it's off on a little tangent, but it just seemed whack. And it was and, and I guess it, the thing that was aggravating is I found it to be whack the first time. And then she turns around and brings it up again as if you know, Jen was out, Jenny was out to whatever. Now we know we all have our issues with Jenny or whatever, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about this particular situation and let's call a spade a spade. It's looking at all these women and where they live and what their politics most likely are generally. Um, let's not act like this was a matter of hit dogs hollering because uh, the, it just happened to come out so none of them can actually act like they cool with anything. So, um, okay, so they get into all of that. I did think, and I know everybody doesn't like Jen, but we're not talking about this. We're not talking about it in the context of that. We're talking about it within the context of what happened. Meredith asked them, how you know how's life how's your husband jenny shared a little you know whatever she bounced the question to to uh mary her. she bounced the question to mary <laughs> mary was like yeah i'm not talking about that and whatever and again we have more than enough reasons to have issues with Jen. So for anybody who's listening to this and goes, why you all, whatever, whatever, Jen, what? No, Jen, we know she's problematic. She's fired. Good. But we're talking about what happened in this scene. And I'm not going to keep repeating that because I, if I get it in my DMs or whatever, I'm going to cuss you out. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so just listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth don't try me. So anyway, um, so I got to I got to agree. All she could have said was he's fine. The question that everybody was asking each other. Oh, did you talk to your husband? Yeah, I spoke to my husband. You talked to your husband. Yeah, I spoke to my husband. How are we doing? Who asked had you talked to your husband and doesn't give a follow up question as to how he's doing? Exactly. In fact, it would have been rude if she hadn't said, oh, exactly. well, how's he doing? If you ask me, oh, did you talk to the kids? Yeah, how are they doing? Oh, they're fine. They're, you know, trying not to burn down the house. You know, whatever. Like standard stuff. I've gone away with my friends. Hell, I've gone away with you. Yeah. Oh, you just got off the phone with the kids? Yeah, how are they doing? Oh, you know, the usual. They're cooking. They're doing whatever. They're at the mall. Or they're fine. I don't care. This is girls trip. I don't want to talk about the kids. They're fine. And then we move on. But all of this and then you got to get up and leave and whatever it was just like okay so you're making more of this than it needs to be because honestly while she tried to make that about jen and and i'm not i don't want to talk because i don't really know you like that to me that wasn't about jen that was that to me that didn't speak to and i know others will disagree because again the we hate jenny train but mary doing that to me said less about her her lack of friendship with jen and more about the fact that she just doesn't like to talk about her wacky situation exactly or things that, that said all that, not that well, reaction said well more about the, her than it did about yeah. jenny meredith it gives the impression all's not well on the home front Absolutely. and she does not want to tell a lie because she is a Christian woman. So she just rather not answer. That's what the, <laughs> that's what it gave me that it gave me all of that. Exactly. Uh, you know, it, it exactly long story short, it gave, it, it gave what it gave, just like it gave what it gave when they go to the next scene, you know, Bravo was ignorant as hell 
for not ignorant, ignorant. When they go to that scene where she calls Robert and is asking him about her outfits. Now, first of all, <laughs> oh my God, I can't even believe we're going to talk about this. First of all, it was, it was funny even before we heard him peeing because I was like, okay, so he is just straight ignoring her. And why is she talking to this man about her dresses and, and what have you? Like, first of all, he's a dude he wouldn't care. And, and certainly he's a 66-year-old dude who doesn't even halfway live with you or whatever. So he definitely doesn't care. So I think that what made that scene even worse, and this is kind of the beginning of where I felt like there was a lot of obvious... Um, producer interference uh, because it's obvious that they probably made her do that to just sort of give a scene with her talking to her husband because everybody gets a phone scene with their husband when they're away and she probably should have said no just like she said no to witness just like she said no to Jenny and Meredith because he played her and this exactly. is not the first time that he's played her on uh, this season. There's been a couple of little times where I forget. Remember, we talked about there's been another time earlier in the season where he kind of played her to the left, where she was talking to him and he was like, what? you know, just kind of waved her off like whatever. That was like one of the first episode one, two or three. I remember it was early in the season. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. early in the season. Like it was obvious he must have just gotten back because remember she said, you know, they were living separately for most of the pandemic. So, but when they showed, when they not showed, but when you heard him pee, she points it out and then the toilet flush, I was done. I said, okay, Bravo, y'all just really played her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So now we get to where the producers were obviously working way too hard because I don't think any character came off looking great literally for the rest of the episode. So we're hitting about the halfway point where we make the switch from seeing it was almost and that's why I said it was well produced because you uh, at least in terms of the overall like day to night but then there was a, a little too much obvious interference. And it also showed the the ladies, this is one of those areas where the fact that they are not seasoned housewives kind of showed. And, and and I know that once we get into it, you're, you're going to agree with me as well. Um, Can I so, interject real quick? Uh -huh, Can mm -hmm. I, I just want to say, and maybe it's just me, that I actually found today... Of all the episodes I've seen Mary Cosby, she actually looked the best with her natural hair and minimal makeup. Uh, I agree. This is, uh, this is not the, uh, this, I think we, uh, we've talked about this before. Me and Missy have talked about this. Now, I don't know what was going on in Vail. I'm assuming maybe she was having some kind of, um, you know, maybe she was having a bad reaction to something because she was, because it looked like she was natural faced here, but did not have all of that. Remember when they were in Vail, she had like this, this dark rash around her mouth and this whole mm -hmm. thing. I remember, remember that. Uh, specifically, you, you especially saw it because by the, by the time the episode got going, it, it was obvious she had put on a little light makeup, but you especially saw it when she first got there because like a lot of us, she had, you know, she was traveling all day, so didn't bother beating her face. And so when she was in that scene, standing there talking to Meredith, when Meredith in was the in tub, the tub, in the bathtub, mm -hmm. I was like, oh my goodness, whatever it, or whoever is messing with your face, don't go back to them no more or don't use whatever that product is because it tore her up. Um, yes. And of, of course, you know, Mary is Mary, so she didn't give not a damn. Um. But yes, uh, nice with the natural hair. And, and to me, you know, you and I love a good wig. So oh, yeah. it, well, this, she... is, this is not wig hate for uh, those of you listening. Because, no, no. Uh, we, we love some good, some good her. The, uh, the issue is that Mary never she brings us a good wig. Good hair. Exactly. That's my no. problem. Like that's what I'm saying. Like now it, you it, you can you purchase me a good wig, girl, and 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 know how to put it on right. Shoot, you ain't said nothing but a word. Me and you have been known to rock some cuties. 
Exactly. Oh, I'm not I'm not a wig hater by no means. Am I any kind of additional pieces and tracks and all that stuff? I have no, no but she her, her situation has been a mess. I mean well, from the rooted to the fruited. Exactly. Like the wig is pulled back that you see half of her oh, real hair. Remember and, that the, the piece yeah. sticking out? It also yeah. looks like she's not uh she's not frying it uh too bad because remember before when that piece in the front was sticking out it was clearly hers because it was it, you know she had the hair left out but it wasn't even just the fact that it was poorly installed it, it's someone or maybe her had badly fried it so that so it made it look even worse because it was like yikes it didn't blend uh, at they, all well they, well they jacked up your regular hair um, yeah. So, That's, but, so it doesn't blend in with the yeah, wig. but her yeah. hair it's and this is not the first time she's worn it. So that it's got a curl pattern to it. It's not. It's long. Looks like it may be a little thin, but I mean, you're a woman of a certain yeah. age. It is. It is what it is. But you know, when you got some curls. You better rock that. Oh no, I just. I mean, and to, she doesn't have yeah. to if she wants to wear protective styles. But if you're supposed to be Miss Moneybags, then it, you it need to be looking better than is looking. Because we it was refreshing some, to see her like that. It was refreshing just to see her. Yeah, many a girl hook a sister up for thirty, forty dollars, and it still look better than what we've seen Mary wear. Exactly. So just seeing what she has looked like in the past, especially with the bad. Oh, yeah. This bad compared wigs. to that is it was a, a refreshing. I would and rather then, you see, yeah. see you with a half done dude as your hair than a jacked up dude that you went and spent money on. And that's what it's your like own hair. And that's what it looked like the first season, especially. That's what it yeah. looked like is that she spent well, money to look too. horrible. She ain't, it, you know, the wigs haven't really gotten better. I think there's... I, she I pulled them maybe, down. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> pulled them down. She she gave up on the leave out. She, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, but I, I think we've seen her wear her hair out at least two or three times this season, whereas season one, I don't think we ever saw her leave, wear her hair out at all. Um, but no, and I think it makes her look younger. It does. That's what I'm saying. Like she looked refreshed. She looked good. Her skin looked. Maybe it was a combination because, like you said, whatever was going on around her mouth is now healed up. So and let's face she... it, we all look good by candlelight because all of because Jen Shaw looked beautiful at that yes, table at dinner. In that yes, bed. at the dinner table. The, yes, the she did. Full hair. She looked beautiful, and I know she's got a lot of work done to her face and all that. But I'm talking about the beat. The color, that red lip, the red outfit now. Because I love the outfit literally from the waist up. And from the waist down. And it fit her nice. I just didn't like the cha-cha on the bottom of the pants. If those pants didn't have that cha-cha on the bottom. Because at first I was like, okay, I'm digging the jumpsuit. And then it got to the bottom and I was like, okay, well, it is a, a Mexican theme. So I can't be mad at it. But, you know, I was, I was kind of mad because I was digging it. Because, you know, it's hard for us shorties to find a cute jumpsuit. So whenever I see one, I start getting excited. And then I was like, man, then she got a party on the bottom. It was still better than anything Meredith wears, though. Exactly. Because she was dressed like Casper the Friendly Ghost on um, <laughs> on Watch What Happens. I just, I was like, yeah, yeah. I can't with her. Um, but, okay, so uh, the gold LeMay dress of Mary's. Um, and with the black and white polka dot. You know what? We're you know what we're gonna do for Mary? We're going to stick with the compliment about her hair and her face being refreshed, and we're gonna pretend she didn't wear the gold dress. How about that? Yes. I because think that I think that would be very nice of us. I, I I you know, I'm giving us a pat on the back for that. You know what? Well, we, yeah. we we do the studio effects. I think we should cheer ourselves because we just going we're going to stick with the positive with, with Mary uh, with, with the outfits and, and we're just going to say she was she was trying to be festive right? They said a Mexican theme she was being festive exactly so we're going to let her be festive and fashions I, I, I'm not expecting perfection overnight so the <laughs> fact that she at least met me halfway with just the hair. And like I said, I did watch. In fact, 
I'm in mute right now, but the screen is on and they're showing them back at the spa again. She does still have the darkness around her mouth. So whoever did her makeup for dinner when they, they were at the table, nice soft they did a nice, too. and but I'm glad the soft beat because sometimes her fake makeup oh, face bad. looks like, like she looks like she's like cremation number five or exactly. number it's nine. Exactly, like Giselle Bryant. They never find yes. the, the right thing for her face, which is crazy because it's not like they are browner women like you and I where we've had to struggle for like, you know, God knows how long until literally what the past barely 10 to 15 years where we didn't have to blend two and three, three different, different things to, come up, with, of, yeah, yeah, to exactly. come up with the right thing and then risk looking overdone because you went through so much to get the right color that you may have put too much on. Exactly. So now you look super made up versus, uh, like you said, a natural. Mm -hmm. We're trying didn't... to do a natural beat, but it's hard to find the color. Fine. BB exactly. creams have helped with that too because, of course, then you can, if all you're trying to do is knock out a couple of spots if you, you know, get the right BB on, then you could just do the powder and still maintain a natural beat. And that's probably, I would guess, what they did with Mary, just kind of do what they needed to do to blend those spots. And because she has had the obvious skin bleaching, her skin is lighter, so it's not the same um, darker uh, concealers and BBs that you or I have to find, or rather, in our case, they're never dark enough, so they end up being too light and we have to do extra blending. She doesn't have those issues. Um, but that being said, I thought she looked good. As far as the faces, I mean, the fashion was what it was. I thought that everybody, um, everybody's makeup was nice. Interesting, yes. Jenny has freckles. A yes. lot of freckles. Well, when I saw her without makeup and freckles and some blemishes, and I mean, I guess, like you said, when you see her, because her makeup is always that flawless, flawless. Very flawless, very beautiful. And I gotta and give it to her because I do, I find Jenny's makeup. Whoever does, uh, well, she probably does it because she, you know, whatever. Uh, she whoever has taught her how to do it or or whatever technique she's developed. I never think that she looks overdone. So uh, good on her to cover up that much going on with her skin and not look like the rest of these women. Oh yeah, she does. Uh, she looking here at the bare face right now. Yeah. She does a great job. And actually, I thought, well, she always said because her age. Because she like, does the full on porcelain oh, yeah. face. Oh, yeah. I love the porcelain look. But looking her now, I realize now that porcelain look is what makes you look younger because fresh face. Oh, she looks, she's looking every bit of the age I knew she is. But yeah. usually before I'm like, oh, she doesn't look her age. She looks great for her age. Unfortunately, yeah. Jenny, I'm not saying this. It has nothing to do with the recent headline. It is, yeah. it is the, what it is. Because that's what I'm saying. We're talking right now based on factual. I'm not even referencing her current headlines right now. Like you said, if later we she's get a chance to talk about that. She's one of those people where it's the yeah. opposite. She actually looks better when she does uh, when she does her beat and she's managed to do it in a way that doesn't make her look draggy. Exactly. Because the rest of these women, yeah, they don't accomplish that so much because I swear Meredith, they, they do her to the point where you can tell that whoever is doing her face sometimes, probably not all the time, but her face looks like they're doing the full on airbrushing. Yes. Like, you know, the airbrushing makeup. I mean, she, they may not be actually using that technique, but that is how made up she is because there are times when she literally looks more like Lisa than Lisa looks like Lisa. Like mm -hmm. sometimes Lisa look like Meredith I mean, because when they do her confessionals, I'm like, who is that? And by the way, well, I know it's too late, but it is hard to look at her confessional when she's wearing that orange because it is clear that she had her boobs redone and she is proud of them and did not wear anything under that orange because every time she talks, those things bounce. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I'm like, I hope she's got on some tape because I'm literally sitting there like, how many times did those things come out during her confessional recording? 
I'm sure one or two popped out during the confessional. The like she's a nip slip waiting to happen. <laughs> um, you know, so let's see. Um, Jen finally gives everybody the snowflake necklaces. Again, I totally get that they were something because we saw them at the store. They were something that she went and ordered. Um, I remember that episode with the week be the week before Vale because she she wasn't making it up. She was planning on giving them to him at, at in Vale. Uh, remember, uh, I remember that episode. Her and I think Whitney was with her. Um, so when they showed that clip, we did see that, but it's still. I guess it's tough because, right, she had already bought him. She was already planning to give it to him. But then you see after the fact, because I think if I recall, the guy gave her a price. Remember the guy gave her a price? Wasn't it something like $2,500 per necklace or something like that? They were over a grand per necklace. I remember that uh, specifically because I, I started laughing because when he told her how much each necklace was, I said I could almost hear the gulp from here where she was like, well, I'm on camera, so I gotta get them, but shit. <laughs> That's the way she paused. Like, she gave that same... Remember that? that smile still stayed the smile because Jen Shaw knows how to put the smile on, but it's like that smile when you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> it was definitely a record scratch moment. And of course, from the audience, we already knew about the whole situation. So it was even it was even more of a record scratch moment for us. But of course, in real time, it hadn't happened yet. So she was still footloose and fancy free spending her allegedly ill-gotten gains. Um, so they, uh, so they finally have, uh, they, so they're at the dinner, by the way, and this is where, like I said, I think the producers kind of came into it, um, again, with that changeover from day to night, day, everything is light and happy, nighttime, you go to dinner and everything goes to hell, and, um, is where the Meredith and Whitney had the conversation about Jen paying for the dinner and, you know, that whole thing. I totally think that that was one of several times that the producers put Meredith and or Whitney up to saying certain things. And the reason Stir why, the yes, the and, and the yep. well, even, but remember, they were just talking about it to each other, but just to have that conversation. And part of the reason why is because Whitney is, would not have had to tell Meredith that, all of the husbands uh, put in on everything. So it probably wasn't just Jen Pang for the dinner. She was just the one who sort of like came up with the theme and was hosting it. And the reason why Whitney wouldn't have had to tell Meredith that is because if recollection serves, the whole trip was Seth's idea. So if anybody would have known who was paying for what and all of that, it would have been Meredith because it was Seth and Dewey who came up with it. Remember, exactly. uh, um, Sharif uh, um, wasn't even there. Mm, they had to call him. Obviously, they must have called him and exactly. told him about it later. Exactly. I, I want to say that they talked about it in uh, at... They talked about it the first time, but it was still Seth who brought it up. I, they may have talked about it at Whitney's party, but of course, Whitney's party for us as the audience ended very abruptly because Meredith, the last we saw was Meredith and Lisa getting into it. They came back the next episode and, and we all thought that we missed something because it was the next day and we never saw how that conversation between um, Meredith and Lisa concluded. But anywho, um, yeah, so, but at any rate, it was her husband that came up with the idea. So certainly from a continuity standpoint, uh, production showed their hand in terms of putting Meredith up to that. Also, the other, the other side of that too is if Meredith were to even broach that subject with anybody, she wouldn't have broached it with Whitney anyway. She's, she would not have felt close enough to Whitney to say something like that because she knows that Whitney tells everything. She would have, she might have said it to Mary. She might have even said it to Lisa, depending 
depending on how their evening went, but she definitely wouldn't have said it to Whitney. So that was totally a setup. And that was the first of pretty much, now granted, I still enjoyed the drama, but just in terms of lifting the fourth wall, which you and I and Melissa always do, a lot of this, it was obvious that the producers were feeding them questions, especially Whitney, because it was, Whitney was so not good at it because uh, it's almost like she's better when she drinks because Stone Cold Sober, it came off like she was reading from a cue card asking the questions at dinner because you could tell she was uncomfortable asking them. She was like shrinking. If, if you're going to ask some folks some stuff, especially when you know it's on some ignorant stuff that's going to get everybody fighting and carrying on, you stand in it, enjoy it. Because if you stir in a pot, you stir the pot and, and relish stir the pot. Like Sheree, she stirs the yeah. pot and enjoys it. Kenya stirs the pot and enjoys, and enjoys it. Like watching it. Everybody, yeah. you go to the Jersey girls, they're just, everybody on that show stirs the pot. There isn't one person on the show who doesn't stir it and they love it. But once at their turn of the stir, they're there. They're there from start to finish to see it all the way through. They I want mean, to see. They're it. like they a witch with a cauldron. They love it. I'm not saying you got to be like Danielle Staub with it, but you got to put your back into it. You don't stir the pot and be like, uh, "Can I ask you something? Um, did your husband cheat on you?" That's not how that works. No, <laughs> yeah. that's why Heather's not good at stirring the pot. Heather is um, when she speaks is more out of emotions of well, you weren't my friend and you ignored me and I feel ignored by you because again Heather she likes to be accepted. Moments. Like yes, Heather when she does it, you can tell she's feeling like you said is emotion. So she either does it when she's angry or she feels very confident and comfortable in it. Or she just doesn't do it and leaves it up to Whitney. Whitney is willing to do it, but you can tell it's still really not a role that she's 100% comfortable in. But she knows from a storyline standpoint, she has to find a place or she's going to lose this gig. Exactly. So, and this is her finding her place. So, um, because going into season three, if it turns out the way that Bravo is hoping with them catching some good footage and stuff with Jen Shaw and whatever, that guarantees them, obviously, it, it obviously guarantees them a season four. So coming into season two, these women want to not only secure their spot for season three, but actually they're really trying to secure their spot for season three and season four because of season three if they could even get a piece of footage of the whole situation with jen one good breakdown or two before she heads to trial that guarantees a season four for them so they're not just fighting for a snowflake for the next six months they're fighting for a snowflake for the next two years which means she was willing to do whatever the producers wanted her to do to secure that spot, but it wasn't comfortable to watch because she wasn't comfortable in that role. So no, I, I get it though, from a, you know, from a, from the standpoint of why she did it, I get it. And of course, from the standpoint of a showrunner, they need somebody to do it. So if and and in that particular group, it's it's still a small group, and for the purposes of trying to keep the drama and the story moving along, with the individuals who were at that table, they couldn't use Jen for it because Jen has her own stuff going on. Of course, Mary is part of the per part of the story. Meredith's part of the story. Lisa's part of the story. Heather, you want to keep at least one person as the person everybody kind of likes. And Jenny, it wouldn't have made sense because she's just not connected to them enough yet to really dig her heels in in um, asking the types of questions that Whitney was asking. So I feel like they felt like it had to be Heather or Whitney 
but um, I don't think it was something that either that either one of them were comfortable with doing. But Whitney went ahead and did it, and it it just it just didn't hit right. It just made it very uncomfortable to watch. But at any rate, um, Whitney asked Mary if she liked Jenny. Kind of random. Wait a minute. Let me go back in my notes to see what came before that because I feel like. Um, no, it was totally random. Yep, it came out, it came out left field. Yeah, because Mary got up to leave, uh, after Jen gave him the snowflakes. They, um, they got into a general conversation about her being a buzzkill, which, you know, it, it kind of was. And Jenny bringing up what happened, uh, when they were at the spa. Well, I mean, it did happen. Um, exactly. You know, it's going to, unfortunately, and we probably just need to stop apologizing for it because it is what it is. Um, it's it's just going to be uncomfortable, guys, uh, probably for some of you. Not for me, because it is, again, we're going based on where they were at the time. And this was filmed in March, April, well, probably um, early April of 2021. And none of this stuff with Jenny was an issue at that time. So we have to view it from that context. But anyway, Jenny brought up the fact that it's kind of been the way Mary was all day. Look, folks, whether you like it or not, even for those who want to make excuses for Mary and try to justify why she does the things that she does, this is how Mary is all the time. I don't know why she bothers going on trips with these women. I get it. It's her job. So I guess we shouldn't say we don't know why she does it. She does it because she wants to get her $6,000 an episode. And if you don't go on a trip and we know Bravo loves their trips, that's going to be at least two, three, possibly even four episodes of checks that you miss because this trip alone was all, has already been one episode, two, tonight makes two. We know it's going to continue to next week. So that's three episodes that we know of for this trip of money that she would have missed out on if she didn't go. Because depending on how feisty it gets, they'll just do they'll do five, six episodes of a trip if, if the cast gives them enough content. Um, so because we've seen Atlanta go away and it'd be like five episodes. Um so anyway, when, so they have that conversation. Uh, like you said, Mary just got up randomly, said she had to go to the bathroom. She probably wasn't going to come back. Um, but she did. Again, random, because she did say she probably wasn't going to come back. Exactly. Um, but you know what's funny about that? I truly, because it's Mary, I truly believe she said that just because she didn't want to get them blankets. She knew she was coming back. Because yeah. remember, she only said it because I can't remember who one of them asked her, could you bring us back some blankets because we're cold, too? And she's like, I probably won't come back. And then Jen went and got them blankets. And then Mary came back. <laughs> so when I watched that, I was like, Mary, you ain't slick. You just didn't want to get them half of no blankets. <laughs> so, um... So anyway, uh, of course, because of what they were talking about when she was gone, when she came back, as always, when you're talking about somebody, they come back and everybody stops talking because this is these this is a group of women who aren't real friends. Because you, as you and I know, we know enough that when somebody comes back, if there isn't, yeah, we're going to stop talking about whatever we were talking about if we don't want them to know about it. But you have so many 50, 11 different ways of either A, just talking, jumping to another topic, or just exactly. easing back into whatever you were talking about even before the person left. But when you are not truly connected you don't have anything to talk about and so whatever the topic was before mary got up it's nothing that you care about because it's probably something that was a forced conversation in fact it was the topic before mary left was jen giving out the giving out the necklaces then mary got up to leave and they you know of course then they talked about mary she comes back they stop talking, and because they're not true friends, they're not <coughs> able to just uh, pivot into another in, into another easy topic. 
Because for no. us, that would have been an easy pivot. We would have, I mean, whatever. We could, hell, talk about sex, anything. You just start talking. But so, that's when, like you said, true friend. Well, Mary said it tonight. None of you are my true friends. Well, with the exception uh, well of hell, Jen said it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's who said Jen. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Whitney asked Mary if she likes Jenny. Uh, Mary said no. Um, <laughs> you gotta love the honesty in it. I, I appreciate do. the honesty. <laughs> if she ain't in let's call space man, because we know Mary loves a good lie. But if she, if if Mary don't tell the truth no other time, she tells the truth whenever it is going to be a slap in somebody's face. <laughs> You ever yes. notice that Mary always tells the truth with no hesitation whenever it's when, something foul. When it's <laughs> something that's going to hurt somebody's feelings. When and it's something where she's like, no, or yes, like for instance, when um, I, I always <laughs> mention this to Missy, when Jen uh, at, at uh, Angie's million dollar party, when Jen starts talking about her, like, oh, I miss you. Yeah, we got to get the families together and have a barbecue or whatever. And Mary's like, yeah, we won't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> or when Mary said, I, when she was also talking to Jen, because it's usually when she talking to Jen. And when she said, I really hope you get found guilty. <laughs> <laughs> no, she said, I'm praying you now you got me coughing <laughs> I was trying not to cough but whenever you hit it whenever it's some ignorant <laughs> there is no hesitation no funny looks no nothing no <laughs> no we're not doing that <laughs> I hope you get found guilty so uh, and she said why Mary said because you're rude Jenny said Mary is rude I think they're both rude I think um, they're both rooted in their own right. Yeah. Oh, that's both of them. Both of them. Definitely. Yeah, I I get what Mary is saying about um Jenny popping off. And uh I don't think it, it didn't bother me because number one, that wasn't the first time that we saw Jenny do that. And number two, um it's one of the See, to me, it's a touchy thing because I feel like at least in, in, in those first two instances that we saw Jenny go off, the one Mary wasn't even there it was when they went ice fishing, um, it, when Jenny basically told everybody, stop, you know, stop fighting, shut up, whatever. And two, when they got off the bus and Jenny was like, shut the F up. Um, I, you know, on the one hand, I think it's, well, I, it's not even a one hand or two hand. I think it's about the delivery because I don't, I'm not 100% against her um, being a member of a part of a group and being frustrated about some unnecessary bickering and people going back and forth or whatever and making all the rest of us uncomfortable. And finally, if they're not going to woman up themselves and stop, then somebody else taking the initiative to say enough, exactly. enough, go to your mutual corners or everybody go home or whatever it is that we're going to do, but we're not going to do this. All night long. This we're not going to what we're not gonna this. Do. We're not yeah, going to keep on this going. You said what you said. I, you said what you yes. said. Let it go. Let it, at this point, let's be on. Exactly. On. And it's and it's not just you that are here. Like when they were ice fishing, and and and, and the, the situation happened between Jen and Meredith. You all had however long to fight about this. What we're not going to do is be out here on this ice where everybody done eat the lied about their weight and be out here on this ice. Because remember, Heather was like, eh. uh, be out here on this ice and cold as hell doing some old stupid activity for Bravo so that, it, and and on, yes, and, and then I got to listen to y'all bicker all day. Yes, we're on the Housewives and yes, they want to film us going back and forth or whatever. But you all are yelling. And I have to listen to it. And in any group uh, that I have ever been in, 
when when you have a situation and I'm I'm talking from the time we was little to now and there ha is some people that are bickering and they refuse to stop there is usually somebody who cuts through the middle and will like say, okay enough okay okay enough. because if nothing if not for nothing if y'all don't give a damn about ruining your good time what you're not going to be doing is ruining my good time so in exactly. that regard i don't have an issue in her stepping in either time it is a matter of delivery because when they got off the bus and she thought then and, and everybody thought it was over and they started again Everybody was fed up. It wasn't just Jenny that was fed up. Jenny is just the only one who said something. Exactly. And so it was just a matter of how she said it and the fact that she also cursed when she said it because, of course, between because it was a double whammy as far as Mary was concerned. Mary was going to probably feel disrespected about the fact that she yelled, but of course, her cut, her cursing at least with Mary in particular, because we know that Lisa cusses like a sailor, but with, and so does Jen. So the curse wasn't going to be offensive to them, but we know it was going to be offensive to Mary. So it was a double whammy because you have someone, I don't even notice Heffa, she's yelling at me and she cussed. So that wasn't going to sit well, particularly with Mary anyway. Because if you recall, the other, uh, the other women shut up. Because... Yep. Yeah, and so it's. It, I think it was a matter. Um, it was a matter of delivery, and then of course it continued on from there, and and you know it it that just set the tone for what ultimately became their relationship. Because before that, I don't really recall Mary and Jen, or maybe if they were, it wasn't shown. But before that incident, I don't recall Mary and Jen being in the same place at the same, or Jenny in the same place at the same time. And if they were, there was no, um, there was no negativity involved. Um, and if there was, then they didn't show it because she was not on the ice fishing trip. So no. at least from my understanding, or at least from for, from our understanding as an audience, the only time uh, instances that we have seen where Mary and Jen, Jenny had any type of disagreement was there. And I think it just set a negative tone because even when they were at um, Angie's event, because I think Jenny was there and Mary was there because I think she came late as usual. I don't think I don't recall anything significant happening there because the only thing that really went down at that party was the whole issue about um, about the catering. And when all the women went in the room to go back and forth about that, as usual, Mary wasn't a part of it. Remember that whole, you know, I know it seems like eons ago because it's been 20 episodes, but remember the whole thing with whether or not Lisa canceled Angie's catering? Yes. When the friend came in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do believe Mary was at that party, but there was no contact between her and Jen. And no, Jenny. The, no, Jenny. And then the ladies ended up in the room having the whole... Um, having the whole drama about that and neither Jenny nor Mary were involved in that. So I just think that um, it went to left at in that one interaction and because there were cussing involved and then instead of it being a fight between Mary and I think Lisa, maybe, it ended up turning into a fight between Mary and Jenny and it was just a bad first impression that was never resolved as far as now of course we know with jenny there may be some other stuff going on but as far now as mary know. yeah now mm -hmm. we know but as far as mary jenny made a bad impression on her and it and that's just something that you know you make a bad first impression for some of us you don't get a chance to improve upon it and mary is one of them and then of course Remember at the faux luncheon, it was Jenny who, in fairness, didn't just call Mary out. She called everybody out, but certainly Mary was the one that she started with with calling everybody out because Mary was flat out freaking lying. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, um, so bottom line is Mary don't like Jenny. Jenny 
says she doesn't like Mary. I don't think Jenny likes Mary. I think that again, this this scene was very heavily produced with somebody who had who was either feeding in real time or had already fed Whitney a script of, okay, look, if there's a lull in the conversation, this is how you keep it going so that we can kind of keep this conflict moving. Um, Heather, now that Heather thing was funny as hell when Heather said um, all the husbands pitched in for the trip and Mary said, you don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was funnier uh, when Mary said you don't have one. See, if Heather hadn't responded, I think most of us would have taken that as a throwaway comment like, okay, Mary, I mean, whatever. And I don't think that was the point she was making, so whatever. But when Heather said, went full on Karen, but in a good way, I think in this one, Heather went Becky with the good hair and said, F you, Mary. Your husband is your step-granddaddy. I was over it. I was <laughs> Done. That's I always going to be the that's always going to be the comeback against Mary. But you know what? It wasn't even just the fact that she said your husband is the step granddad. To hear the way that she said "f you, Mary" was just hilarious. It was like a little kid cussing for the first time. Now we know that ain't the first time Heather cussed, but it was just it was something about the delivery that was just funny to me. 